Not Noob, the podcast that stayed up late last night thinking that the Sony showcase was on at 1am, which turned out to be 1pm, which turned out to be US time, which was 6am my time, so I went back to bed. I am your very tired host, Fuzzy Dan, and joining me today is the man known as the Clock King to my Batman, it's Mr. Doody Dootrum. Oh, hello, how are you? I couldn't think of any Clock King quotes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you do know that the Clock King is an actual guy, though. I did my yeah, research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a guy. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a Batman villain. <laughs> um, is he memorable? Probably not. I would say the Condiment King is more memorable, but that's me. <laughs> Time for payback, Batman. <laughs> I don't know if that's his voice, but that's what I'm going with. That is now the Clock King, according to this podcast. Um, welcome. Join us. Come one and all. This is Shaken Not Noob. We are here to talk all things video games and video game related subjects. Uh, this week we've got a bunch of news that we're going to go through. Um, let's just kick it straight off. Now, I've left a lot of the news this week over to my good man, Mr. Duty Dutram, because, you know, he loves his news and he's going <laughs> uh, to be leaving the show with the news this day. Yes, for for you know, it's gonna it's been the first time in a while that I'm doing the news while Fuzzy's on the show uh, <laughs> because he's been working on something, but I won't say what. Anyways, on to the news. Um, the first bit of news I've got. I don't know if you've seen about this, if you've read about this, or if you've heard about this, Fuzzy. But it's the six minute CG trailer Ooh. for Star Wars Squadrons called Hunted. Did you watch this? I did. It's uh, it's very exciting. Um, it's I will say, fucking if, awesome. If there's one thing that EA knows how to do, it's make a fucking excellent trailer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, of course, Star Wars Squadron is coming out very soon. Uh, the game is also completely confirmed to be PlayStation, Xbox, PC, and VR, and Sim Controller cross-play. So, if you are a... Uh, if if you've gotten the uh, if you know if if you've spent you know fifteen thousand dollars making yourself a fucking real life <laughs> cockpit for uh, for flight simulator, you can now uh, throw out the you know you can now spend another fifteen thousand dollars getting rid of the molded shell of a seven four seven and now put in the molded shell of a tie fighter and and use the uh, the sims for that. So it's uh, it's kind of cool. So I'm looking forward to to Star Wars Squadrons. I know Fuzzy's looking forward to it. Dave oh, yeah. from Super Movie Bros is looking forward to it. So we've already got a bit of a three man squad going on. And uh, the cool thing is if you've got a mate playing on PlayStation or PC, shit, you know, our, our, I'm going to get out of the way now. Our show sponsor, Michael from Culture Truck, he's probably going to get it. And the <laughs> four of us can fucking cross-play all at the same time. And it's going to have in-game private chat cross-play as well, which is going to be cool, they've confirmed. Nice, nice. So you don't need to sort of get on Discord and stuff like that and use other uh, parties to chat. So you can just talk to your team and your friends uh, in, your in the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, looking at some gameplay of it as well that they showed off uh, and that I that I saw as well. Uh, if you if we're all running out in uh, in X wings or Tie Fighters or something like that, and then you know we go okay, the situation calls for we need a fucking U wing and we need this. You can literally turn around, go into your ship's hangar, and then change your ship and then come back out. Oh. So you don't need to sort of do that die and respawn sort of thing. You just go back into the hangar, nice. um, which is which is a really cool thing. Um, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, I like uh, it. moving along to the. Yeah, sorry. But what are your thoughts? I've been talking. What are your thoughts? <laughs> no, I like it, man. I'm really excited by the art style for this. I think it's a little bit No Man's Sky meets Star Wars. Like there's this almost mm. cell shaded kind of version of what's going on. It's very stylized Star Wars, which is great. But I think that suits the aesthetic of what you're trying to play. You're trying to there's there is this nostalgia factor to Star Wars, and I think it's mm. kind of point in time. It can't. It's kind of you know galaxy far, far away. It's not futuristic. It's 
you know, ain't, almost ancient future tech kind of thing. So they've got that real yeah. stylized version to it. And I think that whole skin, just the, the appeal of the game looks really cool. So, uh, and I know you talked about it being, um, uh, like pre-show, we talked about it being uh, VR capable as well. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I'm very keen to get the old PSVR on and try that out and just be looking around and checking out all of the, the little things that you might not see in the uh, the normal view. So that'll be cool yeah. too. There, there is going to be uh, no to minimal hunt for this game as well. And look, we're going to talk about it as you know when the episode comes along where we review the game. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward and really excited to it. Um, moving on to the next piece of news, though. Uh, of course, the Xbox Series S and the Series X, they're coming uh, November 10th. Pre-order starting soon on the 22nd of September around 8 a.m. in Australia here. But um, the rumor is that the Seagate expansion cards, so previously you could just, with the current gen consoles you can just plug in a uh, i think it's a usb 3.0 or higher yep. a usb point with a hard drive and you can just extend your hard drive now the seagate expansions will cost over 200 us dollars so that's about 350 400 dollars for these uh these seagate expansion cards for the xbox wow. um they'll work like the standard external hard drives and such like that but you can't use your pre-existing external hard drives if you want to expand your memory i believe you need to buy these specifically made xbox seagate cards that's a bit um, of a rip i mean like that was one of the things yeah like, is, you know, being able to just use any expansion you know any spare hard disk drive that you've got lying around or whatever you, you'd be using just plugging it in through yeah. usb so is that just because of proprietary like um connection cables or is that is it just about what's actually stored on the device like the the software to, to actually I, I think it might be stored i haven't taken a look at it if i am honest but what i have seen is that um if you haven't seen what these uh, these things look like is uh the sort of uh, picture the old playstation 1 playstation 2 memory cards that you used to get you know to keep all your save there's you know five megabyte memory cards you used to get sure um there is a there's a port on the back of uh, both versions of the the series x and s yeah uh where you can just plug it in and off you go okay. um the seagate have come out and said though that uh unlike current consoles you don't need to turn the console off unplug it safely plug in your other hard drive if you've got two hard drives for whatever reason then turn it back on you can literally just pull it out and plug in the next one it's it's a plug and play system okay um, no, which is which right. is I mean, yeah, yeah. So it's it's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit Apple in its design, you know, changing your, yeah. you know, changing your connection ports, all the rest of it. Oh no, now you need one of these fancy cables, and you can't use your headsets. You know, it's it's, <laughs> it's that kind of bullshit attitude. That's yeah, you know, but I mean. Yeah, you know, Xbox has always been very strong on that sort of peripherals market. So they've always yep. sold, you know, really good sets of peripherals. Official and, Xbox stuff where PlayStation is just a headset, nothing, and a controller, and that's it. I know. And, like, you know, the, the one big, you know, uh, like, a, say, for pro controllers for PlayStation uh, 4, they had the uh, the Razer series stuff, so which is... Yeah. But anyway, uh, like, yeah, no, but Microsoft's <laughs> always been really good about supplying, you know, sort of that that particular range. Oh, you need to get this new controller with this new thing, and then the Rumble packs, or you know, the rechargeable battery packs, or whatever it might be. They've always had yeah. that kind of stuff set up. So yeah, um, I'm unsurprised but disappointed. Yeah, so um, it's it's going to cost probably about three hundred and fifty, four hundred bucks. Um. And I think you can get them in five hundred. No, you can. Oh, you can get them in one terabyte and two terabyte cards. We'll know when they actually officially release as well. Um, but it looks like it'll essentially be that if you're getting a S and then you want to upgrade your hard drive space later on, you might be better off with just getting an X just because get, it's the like, better. Literally, co- just, just get, get the, X. the X because it's going to because because we heard. I don't know if we're going to cover it in the news today, um, but I, we've heard about uh, the Series S 
being lower yes. spec and it's not going to be able to run all of those high level Series X games. Um, so if you're going to spend, you know, buy an S and then get the upgradable storage, just get the X. Just get the X. Get the X to start yeah. with. Get the the largest storage space and the capability to play all of those games at that high level. That's what you want. Yeah, I think it was um, someone went through the specs of the S and just went, the Xbox One X, which is, of course, what we sort of have now, is more powerful than the Xbox Series S. That's so um, weird. That's so it's, weird. It's, yeah, and <laughs> some games will play 4K. Some of them will be upscaled and all that sort of stuff, where yeah. the Xbox Series X is just a... It is a brick, but it's a powerhouse unit sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah we've, we've spoken about it previously in regards to that sort of stuff. But, you know, we'll pre-order we start on the... We'll definitely be talking uh, about it very soon again, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, pre-order start on the 22nd of September for the both the X and the S uh, at 8 a.m. Queensland time. So, that's, I think, about 8.30, 9 o'clock in Melbourne. So, sure. uh, by the time of this week, this time next week, I would have probably pre-ordered and completely paid off my xbox oh i 100% uh, guarantee that you will <laughs> oh yeah shit. uh moving along we've also got something that costs a fuckload of money and that is the geforce uh, graphics cards the rtx 380 390 and the 370 uh but uh, geforce are doing a lottery raffle where i believe you just sign up uh your it's, it's sort of like an email raffle if you will like sign up to our mailing list uh and you have the chance of winning either a 13 a $1200 graphics card a 25 hundred dollar graphics card or a graphics card that is yet to be priced now we'll just um, say it's not a chance of winning the uh the, those particular graphics cards the chance is the opportunity to pay for it so, so what they, they only have like in australia they initially announced that they weren't getting any deliveries of these next series graphics cards and these things are absolute fucking monsters so these are you know everyone's like oh the new consoles are powerful with pcs and all the rest of it and then you know geforce has come out and went bang and just just left this giant just fucking slammed their dick on the table yeah pretty much it's it's a giant penis of a graphics card that they've left out there and gone take that it's huge it's this thing is overbearing it's it's more than you'll ever possibly need in your entire lifetime but it's available and uh initially they weren't going to sell any in australia so they had such a oh, right okay yep. yeah because I, I think there was some manufacturing concerns um they weren't able to ship out as many units so they basically said oh australia's not going to get it now they are, but we're talking very, very limited numbers. So instead of saying, hey, one per customer, they've said, hey, sign up for this lottery <laughs> where you have the opportunity, if you win, the very limited number of tickets to pay for this item. So it's, uh, yeah, my... I'm not going to get one, but I have already signed up for the lottery because I know my brother wants one. <laughs> so, <laughs> Gee, I, 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 essentially, um, there will be a point where I need to build a gaming computer, uh, but it's just going to be like, look, I'm going to get just put a heap of money on the table and go, look, Ryan, my brother, just build me something that can play Crisis. Yeah. Like that's that's <laughs> that's oh, my thing. It's it's already confirmed. Neither of these like these are the most powerful graphics cards we've seen of all time. Neither of them can run uh, Crisis. It's already been confirmed. <laughs> I'll <laughs> uh, move it along to something that I do know a little bit more about, and that's uh, Four Guys. Uh, so the Four Guys developers have come out and uh, and they've said that cheaters will go onto a cheaters only server uh, for cheaters. So <laughs> that's not I think the animals, that's cool. that's people that are actually taking advantage of the game in ways that they're not supposed to. 
Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I, I think that's a cool idea. That's that's something smart that Fall Guys has done. Um, and in regards to, like, you see on Call of Duty Wars ends and all that sort of shit, people shooting through walls and fucking all that random cheating crap. Oh, yeah. And rather than just flat up banning them where someone else can just go, cool, well, I'll just make another account. Fall Guys are just going, we're just going to put you into a cheater server and not tell you. <laughs> This is like this is like the, the, the theory that I've always held true to that um, they should always have like a regular Olympics and then an Olympics where everyone just gets to be drug cheats and just see how far they can go before all of their muscles explode. Like that's like they, should, they need two Olympics. They need two full guys. They need a, a server where everything is you know nice and pristine and play by the rules and then a server where you just cheat as much as possible. Um, I, I like that idea. I, yeah, push them away. Also, they should Get rid do of them. okay. Fall guys, they need a server for cheaters. They need a server for normal people, and then they need a server for people that hang on to others and then try and push them. Those guys, they can go themselves. I did, I did, I did watch, uh, I did watch you play with uh, Mister Doctor Funk MD sixty nine, <laughs> aka Ollie on Twitch, and uh, I did actually have a good laugh watching you guys doing it. Yeah, uh, but if you fun. if you take. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun when you're watching someone have those struggles. But I think if you if you take a look at the YouTube video review I made, you can see someone grab onto me, and I just go fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Like those people need a server all to themselves. So it's just like one long daisy chain of dudes like hanging onto each other, like falling off the side. That's what they need. They need their own bloody server. Go hang onto somebody else somewhere else. <laughs> Uh, moving along, we've got uh, it's it's releasing as of as of now. By the time you're listening to this, it's out now. That's Mario All Stars, uh, which is of course is Mario sixty four, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy. It, they're confirmed to be emulated versions of the game, so there's not going to be any graphical changes or updates to the actual game itself. And uh, since Fuzzy sort of tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Hey, throw this in the news," I uh, took a look into it, and some people are thinking that emulated version of the game. Could we still see a Nintendo sixty four mini come out at some point? Oh, I'm sure they will. Like, you know, that, that had so much awesome stuff. You had your, your Mario Kart, you had your GoldenEye, you know. It's, your Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah, there was there was a bunch of cool stuff. They had those um, the Star Wars games. Ah, oh, I can't remember. Ray, uh, uh, Shadow of the Empire Shadow, and yes, Rogue Squadron. That's the one. Like, you know, they had some amazing stuff on those. Uh, on that. that was one of the the like most game-breaking consoles of all time. I loved that. It was just changed everything. So, you know, yes, that would be awesome. But I mean, just... This, look at this release. They, they're charging sixty-five bucks, so it's pretty much a full-price title for uh, for three versions of a game yeah, that but- you can find on the internet for free. It's just—it's a little bit rich. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, while we were recording last week, I did pre-order it while we were like talking about news and stuff. I'm like, I'm just going to bring up local retailer and purchase a copy. So it, uh, it, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's always fun playing Mario games. But yeah, it's interesting that they're not upscaled or smoothed or anything like that. Apparently, they're just emulated versions. I, I looked at some of the like some playthroughs and stuff like that, some early, early stuff that's come out. And yeah, I mean, I get it. I get why it's there. Like if bring out like the the mini console definitely because you can get the Wii controller and all the rest of it and I'll consider it but just I mean especially after getting such awesome Mario games in recent times it Mm. feels like it feels like a missed opportunity to make them a little bit better like three emulated games on one no I can get that anywhere else sorry Um, yeah that's that's actually a question I have now 
I still do it because I'm a fucking moron. But <laughs> I, I I know you know little fuzz plays play Switch games. I don't know how frequently you buy physical copies of, mm. of, of games rather than the digital copies. But do you still do the lick test every time you get a new <laughs> game? Do you go? Do they still taste like shit? <laughs> See, I haven't bought a I haven't bought the physical disc for a long time. But the next time I do, I'll absolutely redo the lick test. Um, make sure I don't buy a used game because that'd be gross. Uh, but yeah, yeah, did you? Did I, I told you about my lick story? Didn't I? When I traded in Zelda. Uh, please tell the podcast because you know we. we <laughs> <laughs> I, I traded in Zelda Breath of the Wild, you know, uh, a while ago, or whatever. And uh, of course, the guy at EB Games is opening them up, checking the things there, and he can see that the, the sticker has faded. And he just looks at me and goes, "You've been licking this?" And I went, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not not licking it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not not licking Switch cartridges. <laughs> oh, gross! Yeah. It has to be there done though. Up. Yeah, because they. Yeah, I do remember it. Tastes pretty gross. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, moving along, of course, the, the big news that dropped this morning, and Fuzzy alluded to it in the intro, of course, was the PlayStation reveal. We have pre-orders available now of the PlayStation 5, the digital version, and the uh, the standard disc version. The digital version, I think, off the top of my head, is $550 or $600, uh, and it's 750 for the standard sort of disc, you know, the top-line one, if you will, the, the one Correct. that comes with the disc tray. Yeah, so, um, so the top-line version is essentially the same price as the Series X, and I believe yep. the uh, the lower tier digital copy uh, comes in at uh, I think it's a hundred dollars more um, than the Series S. Um, but yep. one yeah. one major difference I think when we look at pricing in that, yeah, you know, everyone's going, oh well, the, that digital only version it's more expensive, but the the actual unit itself is has has exactly the same performance as. The, the full scale PS5, it just doesn't have yeah. the digital. It doesn't have the disc drive. drive. So you know, like yeah. when you look at it like that, you go, "Well, I don't actually mind paying less money for something that has the same storage space, the same performance. It's the exact same thing. It just doesn't have a disc drive." So if you wanted to save a, bit, a few dollars, get onto it. You probably have to wait till twenty twenty one, but <laughs> you can't get onto it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they, they did sell out pretty much straight away. Now, um. I have been paying attention to uh, to another sort of a press outlet in Australia that have said that, um, of course, EB Games sold out pretty quickly when it came to their things, and they were doing pre-orders of $200 or more. They weren't doing simple one-off, you know, easy pre-orders. Yeah. Uh, I think JB Hi-Fi still have some at the moment, but also Target and Big W are now accepting pre-orders for the PlayStation 5. So yeah. other retailers that aren't just, you know, the standards in Australia are, are saying, look, yeah, we're going to do pre-orders as well. Um, so you may not need to wait till 2021. Yeah, look, I think one of the reasons that EB Games probably sold out so fast um, was they do they do offer a trade-in if you have a pro version um, of the uh, the PS4. So that. Yeah. That, you know, they're offering a you know, trade deal so people can get in there. But, yeah, they were. I think they sold out within an, uh, the space of about an hour or two hours of the announcement on their full-size version. Um, and then yeah. you know, about an hour or two ago, they had sold out of all versions for pre- pre-orders. And they're now taking expressions of interest for 2021. Um, so, yeah, if you are not lucky enough already to have purchased uh, a pre-order from them, you're going to have to find it somewhere else. And I would recommend getting in there soon because... People, people gone crazy. <laughs> yeah, there, there are people already on eBay who are putting $2,000 for their PlayStation 5 because, of course, they pre-ordered five copies of it under five different email addresses and they're saying, oh, you can buy mine for $2,000. Yeah. There's there's always moochy dickheads like that that ruin it for the rest of us. But, uh, you know, 
it's going to be awesome. There will be there will be versions of it around. I know that um, there was a big rumor through throughout the week that uh, Sony had scaled back production of mm. um, so that they were they said something like five million units or something. They were scaling it back because you know they couldn't meet demands and all the rest of it. And then Sony flat out came and said, "No, that's not happened. We have not scaled back production. Everyone who wants one is going to get one." Um, so I, th- I think we're. Um, it's pretty exciting. But yes, um, and we also got a release date as well, uh, which was the 12th of October. 12th of November, uh, November for, uh, 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 for Australia, New Zealand, the US, the UK, and I think it's the rest of the world, November 19th. Yeah, it was um, It was a weird list because like, yeah. uh, there's all of us, and I think South Africa was the one on that list. So Yeah, yeah. yeah it was just, it's, not, it's not a global release. It's releasing... Two days later after the Xbox, so yeah. um, it is going to be a very exciting ha- moment in people's households where they get the Xbox, and then two days later, they get the PlayStation, and they're yeah. essentially unboxing the two big next-gen consoles, basically side by side. Absolutely. Um, so it's 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 going to be interesting for some people's households. Yeah, so we, here we go. Uh, US, Japan, Canada, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, and South Korea. Not South Africa. Uh, it's the other one. Um, and then, so that's November 12th, and then November 19th, so it's a week later for the rest of the world. Um, so yep. uh, yeah, b- bizarre, but I am super excited for that. So I've already put my pre-order in because I ain't missing out on this. And um, yes, we'll work our way backwards on the Xbox. But yes, very exciting day for uh, for all told. I'm just exciting that uh, excited that they they match the price point. I think that's a really good move from both. Like you know, yeah, they haven't yeah. gone overboard on the price. It's still you know, seven hundred fifty bucks is still it's a lot of money but I'm excited that they've gone at that you price. did also think it was going to be over a thousand bucks at one point we have that recorded <laughs> I, d- I, I honestly thought it would because uh, yeah just the way that they were yeah they were talking it up they were talking up the specs it's you know I've seen it priced stupid amounts before um, especially in Australia and New Zealand I've been like day one I've, I've purchased uh, you know the PS2 3 and 4 so uh, I've, I've been there right, right away and people pay lots of money for it because they just want to get access mm. so um, yes I will be getting uh, day one access hopefully uh, to this and then I will be taking the next week off um, and just playing games until my eyes and thumbs bleed um, it's going to be awesome <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, of course, I'll, I will just yeah, say sorry. as well. November twelfth is a uh, Thursday, um, so make sure you put in those leave requests for work, or just call in sick. Um, <laughs> if my boss is listening, I'm taking leave. Um, that's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be a very exciting time. But of course, with with that, uh, PlayStation showed us a heap of new games, oh, uh, and it, uh, not only PlayStation games, but some some coming to to everything. Uh, the first coming up, of course, which is the Harry Potter game that was teased and leaked uh, two years ago. I think it was yep. where you know people yeah, yeah. were being pulled aside in a fucking shopping center to take a look at it, and uh, it's set in the eighteen hundreds, if I'm not mistaken. Sure. Uh, totally it's, relevant. It's, it's not <laughs> 18 or 1900s. is not set during or after the time of Harry Potter. It's set well before the events of Harry Potter. I think that's why they tried to do it. Like, you know, Harry Potter's world has always seemed, uh, it's almost a, like timeless. It's kind of trapped in the 1950s or something or like midi. Like, 1980s, yeah. It's, 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 it's in this perpetual state of arrested development where it just doesn't actually go beyond a certain age because of magic mm. and, you know, 
castles and all the rest of it and dragons. So it just it kind of gets trapped in this time bubble. So, but they needed to move it away from Harry Potter, so and they they couldn't have the legacy of it. But I would imagine there's a, there's going to be all sorts of references to bloody you know Voldemort and all sorts of stuff like you know. This, the start of those things. Voldemort didn't exist. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be something, you know, that leads to, oh, that's, yeah, that's a thing that bloody Voldemort did, or, you know. There, there was, oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's a, it's a little bit like uh, Knights of the Old Republic for the, the original trilogy of Star Wars. It's like references, but it's not, you know, obviously it's not connected to Vader because Vader is, yeah. isn't con- magically conceived until 2,000 years later. But this game, like, um, I mean, the trailer looks amazing. I highly recommend, if you haven't seen it already, go out and watch it. Um, it, it looks amazing. It looks like what we've always wanted from a Harry Potter game. Um, yep. Open world RPG, and it's talking about you know the, the like the possibilities are almost endless of, of the things that you could do. So I, I'm very excited uh, to to have a look around. Like some of the stuff in there looked great. Obviously, you know trailer graphics and all the rest of it. But you know if, mm. if they can deliver half of what they put in that trailer, I think it's actually going to be a really amazing game. Like there's a lot of potential in there. Yeah, yeah, and it does look like you're going to make your own character. Uh, that character will be put into, of course, a, a house. Uh, that would be interesting uh, um, as well, um, like just with that, that sorry to, to interrupt you there, yeah, yeah, but yeah, like no, the house right. selection, because everyone, obviously, you know, Harry Potter fans have already done their Pottermore official house selection and all the rest of it. Like, yes. if you go in there, like, you've got to be able to sync up your Pottermore account, surely, because if you get put in a different house that's not your own, oh boy, people will be pissed. <laughs> Well, of course, the Sorting Hat listens to what you want. <laughs> <laughs> so I've uh, I've already seen on Twitter now. Uh, of course, this game looks it looks fucking great, but a lot of people are already starting to boycott the game uh, because they don't want any royalty money to go to J.K. Rowling um, because she's not great uh, at the moment. Oh no! Um, so yeah, no. Mm, that's 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 the the safe way of putting it. But this game does look really really fun, um, so I am looking forward to it as well. So it's being done by uh, Warner Brothers Games. Are going to be publishing it. I am unsure. I can't recall off the top of my head who is developing the game. But Warner Brothers Games, of course, did the Batman Arkham series. They're doing the, uh, the Mortal Kombat games, all that sort of stuff like that. So it's in that same the sort what of game. Sorry, house. I, I missed that second one. Mortal Kombat. Sorry, I just I can't get it. Mortal Kombat! Thank you. Now I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's it's, it's in that house of game. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, awesome. um, moving along, of course. Now we got something Fuzzy's very excited for, and that is Demon Souls. Uh, they showed that off in uh, in the the PlayStation launch or the this this random out of nowhere PlayStation event that sort yeah. of just dropped, sort of like a Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Um, I. I saw it. I understood it was Demon Souls. To be fair, I skipped past it because those <laughs> games pissed me the fuck off. Um, but I understand Fuzzy has finished Demon Souls and he's very excited to play it again on the PlayStation. Oh 5. man! Oh man! I love this game. Uh, so this is obviously the uh, the precursor to obviously Dark Souls and all the rest of it. Um, I remember getting this one. I had to order it in um, from Japan. Um, so get it specifically delivered from Japan because it wasn't sold outside of Japan. It was just uh, so good, though. Such a fun game. And the way that they've remade this and retold this, um, it just just looks great. It looks amazing. Mm. It is the original of the nasty hard games that 
is so much fun to play. Now, originally they had sort of looked at this and they'd shown this, this is the first time we've seen all this footage. Um, and originally there was no mention of any other uh, releases for this. So it was just going to be, you know, potentially just coming to PS5. Um, they have also announced that that was a mistake. They should have also mentioned it's coming to PC as well. Um, so cool. if you don't have a PS5, uh, you will be able to get it on PC, but I don't think it's coming. It's definitely not coming to um, to Xbox which is oh yeah, sorry. The the Harry Potter game is is coming to all oh, consoles yes, sorry, as well. Yeah, so that's that that's the thing to note. Um, uh, we also got some more Resident Evil Eight. Um, yep. so of course Resident Evil Eight, of course, will be coming to everything as well. So that's going to be going back into the line of, uh, not the remakes, but Resident Evil 7's first person horror moment. And it looks like we're going to be playing as the same character from Resident Evil Seven. I think his name was e- Ethan off the top of my head. I don't know. I can't remember. It was, it was a good game though. It was a good. game. It looked weird. It was something about the there was you know, village or I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Resident Evil 8 Village, it's going to be called, yeah. where uh, 7 was called Biohazard. Yeah, because the last um, time something came out called The Village, it went really well. So, you know, let's do that. <laughs> let's do you that. You were in, in the village. Game we, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you'll be in the game. Um, <laughs> we got some more COD bullshit, honestly. Whoop de doo. If you like COD, fantastic. Good for you. I saw it. I said, that's ah, COD. Skip. I, I look, I, um, I've seen some gameplay, like they've shown some early tests uh, gameplay for it. It looks kind of fun. It looks um, a little bit different. Raven Software, I think, that are doing it. Yeah, it looks a little bit different to what we've um, previously ex- experienced. I, I look. I've had a lot of fun with Modern Warfare, like the the latest edition. Um, I, I'd like them to see to see them do something different though, and not go down that whole mm. bloody Warzone path and you know battle royales. Like, forget about. It. Just focus on what COD does best. Um, and fuck all those other game styles, but you know that's uh, that's up to them. It's it's neither yeah, here fine. nor there. I don't even know why they bothered to put a COD announcement in here. To be honest, like COD is a nothing thing. You can just <laughs> announce it at any time. Yeah, yeah. COD, COD COD's like FIFA. It's a given thing. You know that's going to come out every year. They don't thing. even bother to advertise FIFA largely anymore. Like they they literally put out like you know FIFA twenty one's coming out very soon. Um, they've been putting out trailer like announcements just on YouTube. Like, they just drop an announcement every now and then. Here's what's coming in the next season. You know, the next edition is going to change all of these things because they've got a core base that knows what's going on. Just show us the updates. Mm. Like, you know, COD announcements are exactly the same. You're right, exactly the same as an annual sports release. Like, just tell us what's different for this time around. We have also got something uh, that I'm very excited for. will be coming to all consoles, thankfully. That is, my friend, the Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's just a, it's what Devil May Cry used to do every now and then. Uh, they, they do Devil May Cry, of course, Devil May Cry 5, and then they'll do the Special Edition one, which will just be an upscale for the next console, um, but it will let you play as the character Virgil, which a lot of people wanted to play as Virgil, so it showed uh, some Virgil gameplay. It's pretty cool. All right. um, we've also got uh, some... About, I think it was like about eight minutes or so of, of pure gameplay of Spider-Man Miles Morales. Oh, yeah. Fuzzy, what did you think? Well, look, um, it looks exciting. I know that there's a lot of stuff in here that I don't understand about Spider-Man, so I'll probably leave that to my Spider-Man expert, uh, Mr. Duty Dutrum, the man sitting in his chair. Um, but look, it, it, looks, <laughs> it looks a lot of fun. Like, obviously, there was that initial tease that we saw um, earlier in this year when Sony had their big conference, um, everyone thought, oh, it looks just like it was going to be like a mini game or like a you know DLC for DLC, Spider-Man. Yeah. This obviously is going to not be that. It's going to be a full game. We see a full array of um, new powers for uh, for Spider-Man with Miles. Like, obviously, he's got his yep. supercharged you know, electro spider powers. Um, so that's pretty cool. Like, I, I, yeah, I, the first game, the combat was amazing. I'm, I'm oh, yeah. 
genuinely excited to play the next version of this. I think they do some very good storytelling and gameplay. I think there's a lot to like and a lot to be excited for. Now, this this game uh, in the States uh, for Spider-Man is going to be $50 rather than the traditional 60 so it's going to be a little bit cheaper than than what you would normally get uh, when it comes out here. And if you buy it, of course, on the... Uh, now, it will come to both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. If you buy uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales on PlayStation 5, of course, you get the better copy of the game. But you also huh. get a uh, PlayStation 5 version of the 2018 Spider-Man game. So that actually comes included with it, oh, which, okay. is, which is kind of cool. Um, so I, I, I saw the trailer. I was cool okay whatever i, I know I you want to know what's the going on though like you you, you go I, oh, play it. that's the reason i bought your playstation <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean i, I absolutely love the first one, one yeah it's, and it's look i'll let you come around and you know we'll have a we'll have like a an old school land party and we'll just you know share consoles instead <laughs> but um yeah it, it looks it looks fun it looks like one of those it's it is definitely one of those titles that you go yes i'm excited for that i'm excited to play that um, yeah, as a launch title, yeah, whoa, yeah, that's a pretty amazing one for launch. This, yeah, this this was. Uh, it's not to say that I'm not excited for it. I'm not excited for it compared to what I was for the for the first one. Uh, and the first one had some pretty cool sort of cliffhangery moments. And I'm like, cool, we got fucking Venom, and we got Harry Osborn in a Venom symbiote tank. Fuck, let's see that. And this is like, hey, it's the Tinkerer. Who gives a fuck? Show me fucking <laughs> Venom. <laughs> um, but it was also the game that I went, you know what, I could get a digital PlayStation 5 and trade in my Xbox uh, One X because I'm going to get the Series X. Uh, Series X. And I told my wife about the pre-orders this morning and she went, no, just just get your Xbox and stick with your PC. I went, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> um, but of course, the big one uh, that, that got me more excited, but it showed nothing but the title and of course the iconic music and that is God of War Ragnarok. Oh, um, a little bit of there was, singing no, going on that was pretty awesome. <laughs> there's no uh, synthesizers or giant rock monsters or random coloured dust thrown everywhere like yeah. we got with Thor Ragnarok. Um, but God of War Ragnarok looks pretty fucking cool. It was it was uh, awesome. Just this, you know, very atmospheric music and then yeah, you hear Kratos talking and then yeah, Ragnarok is coming. It's like oh yeah like it was one of those like it's one of those things that we've been excited about since playing god of war the original and especially the end when you go back to your house yeah and just seeing all of that stuff and that was you know and like you see within that game you're like oh well you know here's how i move around you know the the universe and throughout all the different realms and basically like there was all these areas that you couldn't access and it's like you yeah. know that there has to be something in here we were all expecting dlc for it but it looks like it might be just a standalone game which is just as epic and awesome so yes yes a thousand times yes and it was only a teaser trailer and the title and that's it <laughs> Mm-hmm. I was- and the uh, the the God of War logo was originally the omen, and then it turned into uh, the world snake, and then it had the the runes inside of his inside of him, which looked pretty fucking cool. Yeah, so which I believe refer to each of the realms. So yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's 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 it was pretty fucking oh, cool. So I, excited! I so excited! Yeah. I mean, I, um, another- I told you I went back yeah. in um, and got all the Valkyries and defeated the Queen Valkyrie recently. Like, just yeah, it's one of those games that it require it's. The story mode is, is only part of it. Everything else that goes on in that world is awesome and just epic. Like, the way they changed the systems, they made it, a, you know, action RPG. They did so much with that game and made it so addictive. If they do anything like that game, if they just continue that same model, but just give us more with more story, totally fine. 
totally fine. Maybe yeah. a couple of new weapons or something like that. Change some shit around. Like, you know, give like he steals Thor's hammer or something like that instead of the axe. Like, oh. I don't know, man. Like, he's he's Kratos. He's the god killer. Like, you know, he's the guy that can do it. <laughs> it's uh, it, it looks like it's going to be pretty fucking full on. Now, there, there was one thing that I actually had to do a, a bit of a double take on as well, but PlayStation uh, have taken some inspiration from Xbox. They've got their own version of Games Pass yeah. uh, that, of, that of course, will have you know all the Sony-owned properties, like you know, the previous God of War, the previous Spider-Man game, but it's also going to have other games that aren't solely exclusive games, similar to how Game Pass has it set up as well, and it's going to have Batman Arkham Knight on it. Yep. Uh, that's going to be, I think, upscaled, if I'm not mistaken, for, for PS5. Yep. Um, or, you know, just the... You know, a, a quick up-res or whatever it is, and replaying that game at the moment for my own, you know, the shit I'm, I'm doing, that game's still fucking pretty for a five-year-old game. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're going to have their own their own Game Pass, which is which is going to be pretty cool. I don't know much details in regards to that, but it's 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 been a good business model for our Xbox, and it's it's nice to see that, you know, we're now getting, and it took forever, but we're getting game uh, the, the the two big companies in regards to PlayStation and and Xbox going like yeah cool let's let's cross play let's have you know let's have our players have a bit of fun we have our own exclusives that will you know, have our sales and stuff like that but seeing them going hey that's working for Xbox let's use it ourselves it's like it's it's no longer a constant competition that seems more friendly oh, absolutely look and i i'm totally fine with that it becomes it, it starts to become you know disney plus versus netflix or you know it's what you know whatever you've got you know you've got a particular yeah. service for you that you can use within those environments which is totally great um so I, i'm excited for that i think there's there's some good opportunities in there to to play a bunch of awesome games you know how much we love games pass we talk about it all the time because it's the only mm. real service like that out there that actually works. I mean, you've got your Google Stadia, which... I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did see a tweet from Marvel's Avengers going, if anyone's having a problem playing Avengers on Stadia, and the top comment was, who the fuck has a Stadia? <laughs> and who's playing Avengers on it? <laughs> just one dude in the back. I am. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just the dude who owns Google and maybe Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Oh, it's so sad. It's the saddest console of all time. It's right up there with the Ouya. Do you remember that one? Uh, it was that oh, box that yeah. was supposed to be for like all your Android games, so you could play like your your mobile games on the television. Yeah, no, Jesus, no, yeah, I remember you. that with the, the weird t- circular touchpad yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. great stuff. Um, no, but look, very exciting for Sony. Like, I think it's it's something that that Xbox has been like crushing the market with lately. I've enjoyed you know having all of the access to not only games on the Xbox but also games on the PC as well, which has been great. Um, so I've got a chance mm. to play Crusader Kings, uh, Crusader Kings three over the, over the last week. Just have a, a, a we look through that. That's amazing. A game I probably would not have purchased because I was a bit iffy on, and then I started playing it, going, "Wow, that's really good content," and that's all covered as part of your your monthly service. So I think, you know, something like that for PlayStation. I don't know, like, how they'll do with the pricing. I know that Xbox yeah. is changing their pricing for Games Pass as well, so that's their uh, initial pricing. I believe was what they're referring to as their introductory offer, um, and they're repricing that up. So, um, so that's going to get more expensive uh, in the future. So, how PlayStation goes when they don't have that same sort of uh, PlayStation to PC market, 
um, I don't know how that's going to coincide there. So yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's like sixteen bucks a month or whatever is is what I'm paying for Xbox, and that's Game Pass and Gold. Yeah, like sweet. If they if they say it's an extra four bucks if you want to have the games for PC, I'm like that's fine. I'll, I don't need the games for PC. I'll just keep for the Xbox. Yeah, I think it's going to be about twenty bucks a month or something like that as the uh, the pricing. But yeah, that that'll change. They'll do something. Yeah. yeah, but I believe that yeah the the first. What we're paying now is their introductory offer, um, so they sucker people in like us who love it, and then they they whack you with the price. That's yeah, it happens. It happens. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, to see Sony getting on the bandwagon like it's it's a worthwhile service to have, especially for those games that you're uh, you're a bit iffy on, and yeah, mm. you can uh, you can start to enjoy them, try them before you buy them. Uh, but they've got like uh, just to go back to Xbox, like they've got. Um, Crusader Kings three. Uh, they also had Wastelanders, the new uh, that we talked about. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that you give a four and a half yeah. out of four and a half out of five. Fantastic yeah. game. Uh, like, so they they do have really high quality content then uh, available to you that you can just go and and use and then un- uninstall if you don't like it. But definitely worth checking out. Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, of course, that's that's it for news. I think the only other thing I had is apparently uh, Rocket League is going free to play, so you now no no longer have an excuse to play Rocket League. There you go. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, we also, uh, as I teased at the start of the show, we're sponsored by uh, Culture Shock Collectibles. They are a collectible store. Of course, if you've been listening to the show for for quite some time, you know who they are. We've taken we've talked about them. We've had Michael on the show a couple times now. Probably need to get him on more, but you know we're locked down like you know the fucking Melbourne that we are uh, and all that sort of stuff like that. So uh, of course uh, you can find them at culturestrockcollectibles.com. I have uh, of course uh, purchased the the Nerd Boys and of course Fuzzy the Christmas presents from Culture Shock Collectibles. I got free shipping because it was over fifty dollars. That's right. Um, and there's uh, there's there's new hot toys coming out. I think there was a new batch that just came in that includes Captain Marvel and Game Thanos, uh, the new or not the new, but the the war machine from Endgame that he uses when he starts to sort of do the, do the time control sort of stuff in the midway part of the movie. Um, so there's some new hot toys that have just come in, including the standalone Wicket, which mm. is pretty cool. Um, and it won't be long now before we start getting you know the the Darth Maul from Solo and we start getting the the other Endgame stuff like Captain America and Thor and all this sort of crap like that as well. Yeah, nice. um, so you can find them at culturestruckcollectibles.com and uh, also the Facebook listener community. If you want to get on board, you know, what you're playing or if you want to jump on board and, you know, if we're playing fucking Formula 1 or if we're playing, you know, Marvel's Avengers or if we're playing something that is a multiplayer game and you want to jump on board and play with us or you want to tell us what you're playing or if you're enjoying uh, Wastelanders 3, hit us up in the Shake and Not Nerd listener community. The link is in the description below. But Fuzzy, you've been playing something. I have. I have. Um, what is it? <laughs> what is it? I've been playing. A, what is it? <laughs> I've been playing a game called Kingdoms of Amalur: Re-Reckoning. Um, so it's still. I'm still undecided about Amalur or Amalar. I think it's Amalur because it's U R. But whatever. Uh, this is a uh, remastering of a game that came out in 2012. Um, it is. Dude, I'm. I'm surprised you have not played this game, mate, because this seems like it is right up your alley. Um, so this, uh, I, look, I, when, it, when it first came out, I, 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 I saw it on shelves and shit, and I was like, it looks, the art style looked very Fable Overlord. Remember that game Overlord yep. where you played, it's like that big fucking thing. Um, it looked very much like that. I'm like, I don't like Overlord, and Fable was very hit and miss for me, so I'm I'm just going to... See, you're not wrong there, and, and, and part of that. So it's very Fable, mm. but I would say Fable meets World of Warcraft is where I would put it. So the art, the art style that I've seen in the trailers and all the rest of it and the, the box covers and all that, it kind of gives you a bit of a hint towards something, but 
like what you end up getting is very, something very similar to, um, I suppose, a single player RPG version of of World of Warcraft. You know, it, there's a little bit more, you know, cutscenes and you know, interaction with stuff, and you know, less reading and clans and all the rest of it. But there's very much that it has that very similar feel and i think you know 2012 would have been you know prime world of warcraft time right yeah i have installed it and then went uh it's actually pretty crap now when i uninstalled it <laughs> so yeah yeah world of warcraft's an interesting thing man sometimes it's really good sometimes yeah. they just drop a fucking patch in and ruin it yeah no, like, fair I'm enough done. well this one like um th- this one was was pretty amazing uh, they had Todd McFarlane doing the artwork on the original as well um so he helped the creator of Spawn and Venom that is correct um so yeah so there's very much a, a very distinctive style to this but it look it, it's a very interesting uh, game I had played it when it originally released I'm loving the re uh, the re-reckoning or the remaster of it um, it captures all of the stuff that the original had. It makes it all better. Um, so it looks brighter. It looks more like, you know, the, the lines are sharper. The The combat's really fun. Um, the imagery management's really fun. I think some of the systems that, like, they haven't actually changed them, though, is one of the big... Um, I suppose things that's holding it back a little bit. Like, you know, yes, sometimes when you, uh, you know, you've got something good and it's working, you mm. don't really need to change it. But I think they needed to maybe streamline them a little bit. Um, so this, oh, yeah, okay. this felt a little bit too basic. So it's taking it more right the way back. So I think because of the level of content they have in this game and what's going on, they've kind of just thrown everything at it, and then they, they kind of miss out on that, that action-fighting style. So um, I think there's, there's a bunch of stuff that I, I had some issues with, like, you know, with with hitboxes and like you know dodges and all the rest of it and the blocking like the blocking seemed to be way too easy um and like the uh, but the dodging seemed to not work as well and as a character who you know when i play in those types of games i prefer to dodge rather than block it, it kind of meant that i had to adjust my gameplay style to suit the game and it's like well, yeah really, if you give me access to those tools let me do those things rather than you know have that particular f- game style forced upon me so there was a, a little bit disappointing playing that, um, but otherwise, look, it's an amazing story. There are there's a lot of character development. There's a lot of really cool RPG elements to it. Um, one of the things that this game does give you as well is it gives you a bunch of like um, DLC right away. So all of the DLC that came with the original game uh, is available, you know, at, at launch with this one. So you get a bunch, yep. like you walk to the first village essentially once you've, you know, done through your introduction levels. You get to your first village area, open a chest, and it's got like all of this sort of mid to late game gear, like crazy amounts of gear, more than you can actually carry. So inventory management almost immediately became an issue because I had too much stuff. And it's like, well, I want to try all of this stuff, uh, but you can't carry it all. So it's just armor and weapons and all sorts of stuff that's just just crazy awesome. And you just kind of have to pick and choose the the one that you know works best for you, and then sell everything else. Um, so yeah, there's a little bit of that stuff that uh, was a little bit yeah, it took a little bit of getting used to. But look, I I think this game is a lot of fun if you're into action rpgs um if you if you want a good time if you like a good story this definitely has a lot of those elements to it very like i'd put it up there with um elder scrolls 4 
Um, so uh, uh, Oblivion, uh, Oblivion yeah, was it? Oblivion, yeah. So in that in that kind of story, so it it doesn't feel as very like you know uh, when you're looking at Skyrim. Skyrim was had this kind of this epic nature to it. This whole you know the whole Doverkin and dragons and all the rest. Of, that was really bruh, epic and masterful. Whereas Oblivion was a little bit more. I don't know. It was a bit more mystical, and that's that's where this this kind of thing comes into it. So, I think there's um, I, I think there's a there's a high quality story here. It very much just is um, yeah, something that I think you'd you'd enjoy. Um, there's little, I suppose there's aspects of like, it feels a little bit dungeon crawly as well in some of the areas that okay. you go to, so, like Diablo, yeah, yeah. like a, a little bit like that. But you know, and some of the enemy types are a little bit. Meh, but I think yeah. Look, there's a, a lot of uh, a lot of really cool stuff to like in here, and there's a remaster as well. So it is essentially just you know a graphical overhaul. It's it's not you know, reinventing its wheel on the same game sort of but thing. But you see, you look at that, and like you know, we talked about last week. We talked about Tony Hawk's uh, Pro Skater, and yes. again, a remaster of the first two games. But what they did to that game, they made it look you know. They completely overhauled it. Looks beautiful. They've streamlined a couple of the systems. They made everything that worked really well just you know the same, and then they've taken mm. away the stuff that didn't. So like I mean it's it's it just made the uh, the a better version of itself. I feel like they've they've just missed the mark here though with this one. Like yeah, there are when you look at some of those older style games, they have systems in place that you go, oh well, that was good for its time because it was new. But when you look at it now, you go, well, we've improved from there. So put some of those improvements in and make that different. And I just don't think they've done enough of that with this game. So there was opportunities for improvement that okay. they didn't apply. And that's that, it's more the absence of, of trying than anything else that um, that that probably missed the mark for me. But I mean, you look. Is there? Oh, sorry, go. No, no. You said that the, the 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 you know the original game art and stuff like that was designed by Todd McFarlane. Is there any sort of famous voice actors or, or you know any any um you know like how some games have draw cards where you know I think it was Oblivion had Patrick Stewart as the Emperor or whatever it was. Does this game have anything like that in regards to its its draw card besides Todd McFarlane? Look, if they had anything associated with it, I didn't recognise it. So, <laughs> I, I don't think that was one of the big things. I think Todd McFarlane was probably the big draw card for this game, um, just because he was involved mm. with the the creation and the art style. So I think there's yeah, I, I think there's a lot a lot of his influence on that. Um, it's not as gothic as I would have thought for a, for a Todd McFarlane game. Like he has that sort of gothic spikes and all sorts of stuff. Like it feels very yeah, everything's sharp. Yeah, everything's sharp and really dark. This is this felt very bright. So you can see this is like yeah, this is his attempt to make you know something in the in the realm of Elder uh, like Elder Scrolls or you know World of Warcraft. He's tried to come in the middle there, just like be right in between both of those things. Um, yep. There's a little bit of humour to it, which is why there's a lot of comparisons to Fable as well. Um, but this is probably a more mature version of Fable, where you know there's no you know, kicking chickens and farting and all the rest of it. Like there's none of that here. But I, th- I think I mean F- Fable, you can you know, deliberately go and get sexual diseases and stuff like that. That happened in the other like the later games, yes. But I mean, I think like, <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of grew up with its audience, and then it lost its way completely. I think one of the big things with with um, Kingdoms of Amalur, it kind of just hit a hit a tone and it stuck with it and it was yeah you know, yep. it wasn't as you know it wasn't as kid friendly as those first fable games um it wasn't as you know as dark as potentially you know say oblivion was um but it was it was more like it's it's in this nice sort of area right in the middle of all of those games 
Um, so mm. I think that's that's where you'll find it. So if you like any of those ty- types of games, I think you'll find a lot of fun um, with this one. Um, now, I mean, there, obviously there was a big thing with um, the, the developers for this. So it was originally developed by a group called 38 Studios. Um, and they, you know, they did all the development, made it all, uh, you know, made it all work. They sold like a massive amount of copies of this game, um, like almost, com- like almost immediately. And then Thirty Eight Studios shut down. Um, so I, I don't know what happened there. Apparently, it's, 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 it was sort of like Team, I think it was like Team Bondo yeah. or whatever for the LA Noir game. Like it sold heaps of copies and then it just shut. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, we didn't. Have, I don't know if there, any of those original guys were called back in to um, assist with the the redevelopment of this game. Um, so they mm. that may have been why they chose not to, um, you know, try to do anything new. They just tried to make it better. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that's um, yeah. It's it's just it's an interesting you know choice to sort of resurrect a game that from a studio that's completely gone. Yeah, well, well, there we go. Now you you've been playing it for. Shit, about two weeks now, I think it was. Cause two it, weeks? Uh, we, you know, when... Two weeks. When we originally sort of, you know, behind the curtain here at Shake and Not New, we sort of go, all right, what are you playing this week? I'm playing blah, blah, and blah. And we were going to talk about it last week, but last week was a jam-packed episode, as it, as it were. You've been playing this for a little while. Um, I I will say with, with stuff like, say, Skyrim, I'll play it for maybe a day or two, seeing as the game is, you know, what, the ten, nearly 10 years old <laughs> now. I'll play it for a day or two, and then I'm like, eh, I'm done with it. Uninstall. Um... How are you finding sort of after you know, two weeks of playing Kingdoms? How, how are you finding it? Look, I, I've gone through the majority of the story. I've had I spent a lot of hours on this one. I think it's um, it's fun play. I wouldn't say it's addictive play. Um, you know, despite mm. putting in a bunch of hours, despite you know enjoying the game, I, I don't think it's. It's very much something that I can, uh, an experience I can put down and walk away from. So it's not as engrossing as I would have liked it to have been. Um, whereas, you yep. know, the first time you play Skyrim, like, it just blows your mind, like, the levels of options and choices and things and how you can develop your story and, like, the impact of the core story is huge. And, yeah, I think that's, that it kind of, it didn't carry that same weight to me. So it's, you know, while it's a fun experience and something to play, I don't know if it's a, that, that immediate, like, absolutely have to have this in my life kind of experience. It's, I think it's a game for people that are missing action RPGs, uh, looking for something a little bit different that meets some of those, you know, those criteria, or are, re, mm-hmm. you know, are re-remembering it from, uh, from when they played it originally. And pro- probably the last question I have, because of course you 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 know covered this one. Um, we're probably going to add in a remaster remake of the year title oh, yeah. for our for our game I of the year. We episode. Absolutely, have um, to. it's the year of the remaster, buddy. <laughs> yeah, there, there's, there's been loads this year, you know, starting with you know Resident Evil. So 3. It's, it's really um, what you- was what was second best behind Tony Hawk's is what you're saying. Now, like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't play Tony Hawk, so I, I can't oh, talk. Man. But. Oh, um, <laughs> I'll get to some point, but um, do you think this will be a contender for your list, or is it up somewhere, or is it just a good solid remake that you know it doesn't it doesn't do anything ground shattering, but it also doesn't break itself like you know other remakes we've gotten have just been like meh. Yeah, I think there's a there's a lot of remakes that fall into that meh category, and that it's definitely not there. It is definitely like firmly in the middle of both. 
Um, so it's it's yep. not it's not fantastic. It's it's not meh. It, it it meets the mark of the initial game, which is real, which is really important. And I think there was yeah relatively good uh, response and reception to the when it originally came out. So I think it at least meets that standard. Um, I think it's I mean, and I know there's a lot of people I've read a lot of reviews and other people have said you know amazing things because they're like oh my god it was my favorite game back in the day and it's still as good as it ever was. And for those people, mm. great. I don't think it ever really captured me at that time. So I think, you know, because I missed out on that initial hype train, I'm pre- potentially not loving it as much as, as others are. But, yeah, besides the point, I think it's still a very, very solid game and should definitely yep. be uh, played by, by fans of any of those uh, genres of games. Cool. All right. Well, it's, it's, it's time to get to, to get the score, man. This one's a tough one for me. This one's a really tough Ooh. one because I feel like it falls firmly... We have each other's webcams on. We, I can see the struggle <laughs> in his face. <laughs> it falls firmly in between two scores, and I don't want to give it either. Um, so <laughs> it is, it's It's not a three and a half because I feel three and a half is just not quite there. It's not really a four. It's. I, I, I want to say... But if I had to... If you yeah, gun to my head, yeah, you made me pick something, I'd say four. Like it just, it feels like it's just a That's, little bit yeah. less. Yeah. You know, if um, originally when this came out, I probably would have been a firm four. I think it's just, I just don't think it does enough. It doesn't bring enough to the table from the other remasters that I've seen and played this year that to make me go, wow, that's a really good, you know, a way to honor that original game. So yeah, I, I kind of yeah, I'm giving it a very reluctant four, but yeah, it's safe within that space as well. Okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. Well, look, I think that's that's going to do it for this week. We were going to talk about Rainbow Six Siege because uh, I've been playing the new Operation Shadow Legacy, uh, which is the the next sort of uh, entry into the Year 5 DLC. I'm probably going to talk about that next week. Uh, of course, there will be a, probably like a five to maybe seven minute video of, of my thoughts on it on my uh, my duty YouTube page for anyone who is interested. Um, but uh, Fuzzy, is there anything you want to drop, announce, say before we start, well, before we just wrap up the episode? Not that I can think of that is relevant to this show. <laughs> <laughs> no it's all good fair enough uh, it's awesome um yeah it's been a good week mate lots of news to talk about very exciting all of the consoles are out so make sure you get your pre-orders in um it is the only time that i'm going to recommend getting a pre-order in because if you don't like some people you're going to be waiting till 2021 to get your next gen consoles get in early to avoid disappointment because they're going to be fun i can't wait to get my hands all over that white box <laughs> I, I, showed uh, my, I, mean, I showed my uh, <laughs> I showed my lovely lady wife um, the other day, and she said, "Well, now we're just going to have to redecorate the entire living room." So yeah, I have to get a new TV. Even though I've got a new TV already, I'm going to have to get another new TV that goes with the PlayStation. What a shame! Really? <laughs> Are you getting another TV? <laughs> maybe shut up um but yes that's been it for this week thank you very much for joining us always a pleasure to have you here um we will be back to talk more games and nerdy stuff next week and i'm fuzzy dan reminding you that uh if you can't get your kick flick twists in in time you gotta get good and this is duty reminding you to play with each other and to play with yourself lovely